0: I never have an outline. i I will literally know like the the point of view character for the next chapter. That's as far as I get. And sometimes I might have like an an idea of where a story's going. I might have an idea of where I want the story to end. But it's really it's always starts for me. It always starts with the characters. It always starts with that basic what if plot. and then really, you build the characters around that.
1: Hey, readers and writers. Welcome to episode 121 of Read and Write. Today we're talking about how writing thrillers is different than other novels with our guest, Armand Rosamelia. He's the author of the new nonfiction book, A Month of Duncan, and you can find him on Twitter at Armand Author, on Instagram at Armand underscore Rosamelia, or on Facebook under Author Armand Rosamelia. So hi Armand, how you doing?
0: Good, how's it going?
1: Not bad, crazy day, but hey, the life of a mom (laughs) of toddlers.
0: Yeah, exactly. I like how I'm wearing a black shirt and it's, and it's bright. You're wearing a white shirt and it's dark behind it. It's like a <laughs> yin and yang thing we have going here on video. It
1: is 100%. But the curtain behind me protects you from my husband in his pajamas sitting on the couch back there eating ice cream. Nice, <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was just gonna say, that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so why Dunkin' Donuts? Why did you decide to write a nonfiction book about Dunkin' Donuts?
0: You know, I, I love Dunkin'. I've, I've loved it forever. I mean, I, I grew up in New Jersey, so uh, mm-hmm. I moved down to Florida about 20 years ago. So there was a Dunkin' here and there. Now there's like a Dunkin' on every corner up there, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it was just, uh, it's one of my weird things that I obsess about. So I collect a lot of different strange things. And uh-huh. once I get, like, 100%, like, uh, I'm in. So I got a Dunkin' card a few years ago, you know, the, the perks uh-huh. card. And right. I obsess with, I have to get my, my points and I, I, you <laughs> so know, so you I get my your free, free beverage. beverage. And then I have to use my free beverage within 30 days. And then it's, like, this mm-hmm. whole cycle. Suck you in. And, and it was great. And um, it, it was kind of a, a just a win. Like, I went to Dunkin' and... Uh, I was going to the library. I picked up my books. I stopped at Dunkin'. The mm-hmm. next day, I went somewhere else with my wife, and we stopped at another Dunkin'. And I, I have, of course, I have the app on my phone, and I, I looked it up, and I'm like, I wonder right. in Jacksonville how many Dunkins there are. And
1: mm-hmm. there was,
0: like, a couple dozen. And I, I said, you know, it would be cool, because she's always yelling at me to get out of the house, because I, I stay <laughs> I stay home, you know, I'm, like, you know, in my, in my pajamas all day writing. Right. And she's like, you need to leave the house and actually be around other people because after a few days you're annoying and i was like you know what <laughs> i'm gonna start going to duncan's and i'm gonna just start my the idea annoying the to people there and, and annoying the people there and just kind of write <laughs> and um you know get out get out of the house and then i was like you know what this might be a fun book to do and i started figuring out okay you know kind of like what would the rules be it has to be a different duncan uh, every day i can do more than one I can't eat or drink the same thing so because they have a big enough menu I was gonna try try to try everything mm-hmm. and uh, i figured you know what october would was perfect this was back in 2019 so i okay. figured october would be perfect for this 31 days we're, we were going on a trip we were doing book signings we were going up north so I could hit like from Florida all the way up to uh, up to maine um, are up to Massachusetts. So that was kind of mm-hmm. the, the idea for it. And I actually sent a letter to, uh, Duncan corporate and told them I was going to do this. And they were like, okay, you know, don't Great, free
1: advertising. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. Don't say anything bad about us, but, uh, you know, knock <laughs> yourself out kind of thing. And that mm-hmm. was, that was it. And, uh, and it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, the only thing I didn't write it, figure was there was it was like pumpkin month so i'm not a huge pumpkin ah,
1: fan, pumpkin spice had, latte
0: so i had to get the pumpkin spice mm-hmm. donut and the pumpkin i actually don't like it muffin. myself yeah
1: yeah I'm not, a, I'm not a huge
0: yeah i'm not a i'm not a huge well that's what it is it's like the pumpkin spice it's not it mm-hmm. doesn't even taste like pumpkin it's just all mm-hmm. of the spice it's like all
1: but, ginger
0: yeah but it wasn't it, they weren't bad i mean there was nothing mm-hmm. that was bad and i um I really, really because of that, I love their apple fritters, which I for whatever reason had never gotten before. And I was like, mm-hmm. these this is this is cracked. This is delicious.
1: <laughs> that is my husband's favorite. If we get yeah. like a pastry from Duncan, he gets the apple or a bear claw, but one of the two.
0: Yeah. So it was just a it was just a lot of fun. I I, I got to talk to people. Uh, which I'm very, I'm actually very shy, I'm very introverted, unless I know you. Mm-hmm. And so by going there and kind of listening to conversations and talking to just customers, talking to people that were there or talking to people that work there or inviting like friends or people that I knew, hey, I'm going to be at this Dunkin' on this day, mm-hmm. come hang out and tell me a story kind of thing. And then when we were on the road, we went to a couple of uh, different book signings. And so I, I got to go to different places and uh, see some people that I hadn't seen in a while, so it was it was a really good mix, and then I just kind of started going, you know what? I really I like this actually. I wish I I should really get out of the house more, and uh, so it was all geared up. I, I write this book in October of twenty nineteen. Uh-huh. Um, oh no! Beginning of March twenty nineteen, I or twenty twenty, I send it to a publisher who was interested, and then of course the world uh, goes to hell. Came to a crashing and halt. So, <laughs> crashing halt so and i so i they sat on it for like a year and finally just gave it back more or less and i found another another Mm -hmm. publisher uh put it out so i kind of had to do a disclaimer in the book in the beginning of the book to say hey this is this was all the fun before because now you don't want to get into trouble with people reading this and going, you know i don't have a year so just as october you know, first right. to thirty first. So you don't want anybody going. Where's your mask? Or what do you? Right. What do you doing? Oh, Where's
1: the avocado toast? Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah, uh, they, they don't. <laughs> they don't make that anymore. You know, don't try <laughs> this drink. So, um, so I, I kind of did a little uh, thing there, but I didn't change any of the actual writing. I still wanted mm-hmm. it to be as as if you know when I was there, because it's a lot of fun stuff. Like my daughter was in college; that she had just started college, and okay. that that didn't take. I'll I'll say that. So, but it was interesting to go back and edit that chapter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm leaving this in because then she'll, <laughs> she'll read this someday and go, well, maybe I should have went back to college. I don't
1: know. So. <laughs> a subtle dig to your daughter. <laughs> right. <yeah>. Prose <laughs> form. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Now that just released yesterday, right? Yeah. So it's
0: a uh, brand new, just came out. I did a nice uh, pre-sale for it. Got a lot of people involved the good part was because it went like literally two years Mm -hmm. uh and a lot of people would always ask me hey is that when's that Duncan book coming out when's the book coming out and of course I Mm -hmm. told everybody oh I got this big publisher behind it (laughs) and then of course that didn't that didn't happen um but but everybody was still kind of excited so when I finally announced it uh then everybody got excited and I got a a ton of pre-orders with with it so I'm I'm hoping it does well I've done I've done nonfiction before, and um, probably every few years I'll do a nonfiction book, something fun or something that uh, mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. So, for me, this is like the next, like little, you know, right. passion thing. Because I normally write fiction.
1: Uh-huh. Is, uh huh. Is the nonfiction like a like a brain cleanse in between your fiction books?
0: I, th- I think a little bit because it, it allows me to interview people, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily make up things and, and right. You know, yeah, you like you're being
1: so, creative, but you're not. It's not full 100% creative creativity right. all the time. Yeah. it's kind of it's, almost it, assembly. It,
0: and it's also personal. I always add a lot of personal. So before this, mm-hmm. I did a book called "A View from My Seat: My uh, Season with the Jumbo Shrimp," which was about the uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, the minor league baseball team. Okay, and it was 2017. It was out, and it was. The first year they went, they became the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. And, and so I interviewed I that players. Name. Yeah, I interviewed players and I got to go to batting practice and, and meet, every, you know, the staff and everyone else. And mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun and it was a breakdown of the entire season. But it was also me growing up as a baseball fan, my parents. I mean, I grew up in a, in a, in a baseball family. We, we, we okay. still to this day, we'll call each other and uh, and goof on each other if our team loses, you know, if the other guy wins or loses. So it's, it's fun. So that was a, another great project for me to, uh, to do like that. So, and it's, it's one of those, it's kind of organic because it was just like that book kind of just hit me out of nowhere. I'd, I'd written years ago, I'd written a, uh, a pro wrestling book after me and my okay. son who was very, very young at the time. We just on a whim, we had gone out on a, you know, Saturday night to the VFW to see wrestling because he was a big uh-huh. wrestling fan then. And I just Oh my kind God, of fell my son love would love with wrestling. It. Yeah. So we we wrote this I wrote this book and you know, t- 12 13 years ago. Um and some of those some of those guys actually went up and made it to the WWE and stuff, which is neat. So mm-hmm. I'm actually still in touch That's with awesome. a lot of those people.
1: Ooh, wow. So,
0: yeah, it's so, a it's a lot of so it's a lot of fun. I mean it's the same with the baseball. I mean I am still mm-hmm. uh, in touch with a lot of those ball players and stuff and we go to, we have season tickets to the Jumbo Shrimp Games. So we go and all the players. Man, I love had, that name. Yeah, we've had players live with <laughs> us during the season. I mean, we're- we're
1: Oh, that's awesome. Me and my
0: wife are, are with everything. We are ridiculously committed 100% to whatever mm-hmm. we get involved in.
1: Now, you used to write horror, or are you still writing horror or have you moved on just to thrillers?
0: So I keep telling everybody, I'm I'm not writing horror anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. I say that, but I have a six-book deal <laughs> with a <laughs> with a publisher that I still have to do for next year. I did six books. I did six books with them over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and then they came back and signed me for another six. Uh, and then I have a couple other books that are currently with publishers that are horror that are coming out, and a bunch of short stories. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I swear I'm I I want to be a thriller author. And I have stuff coming out. So January, I have um it's called the First Coast Thriller series. It's set mm-hmm. in Jacksonville Beach. And it um that so that'll start in January. I've already gotten the first two books written. And it ties into my Dirty Deeds series, which is a crime thriller series set in Atlanta, St. Augustine, Jacksonville. That okay. actually I won a um a Kindle Scout when that program was around in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got a Kindle Scout contract, so Kindle Press book for the first one, uh-huh. and uh, and it did it did amazing. But they wanted to wait like a year to put a second one out, and I'm like, no, this kind of ends on a cliffhanger, and people are gonna are gonna kill me, which they did. <laughs> um, but I'm actually uh, in December, book ten of that will be out, and that'll be a twelve. Wow, book, series. book ten. That's yeah, that's so
1: amazing. I, that's awesome. Congratulations, yeah, two, two, two,
0: thank you two a year for that one so next year will be a book 11 and book 12 and that okay. one will be done. and then the uh first co-series will be a six book series and then that'll be done next year and then mm-hmm. i'll just jump into another series and combine some of those characters so i i kind of got it planned out although you know how that always works I mean, yeah
1: yeah i, I see the, the best next shiny, plots
0: yeah uh, the next shiny thing pops in front of you like like a six <laughs> book horror deal i I swear (laughs) to my wife i'm not doing hard no more hard no more and then i'm like um severed press offered me a six book deal and i kind of gave them some pitches and they took them and (laughs) can you print this contract so i can sign it and she just like shakes her head and she's like oh
1: oh my goodness yeah so what drew you to thrillers like why do you like doing thrillers
0: I think i've always been i've always been a fan so i always mm-hmm. say whenever people say like what what got you into writing or what got you into horror i always say mm-hmm. dean Koontz. like at 12 mm-hmm. years old i, I was reading yep. dean coons books and i absolutely yes. loved it while everybody else was reading stephen king i'm a mm-hmm. dean coons fan but when you really look at a lot of his stuff especially the stuff he he wrote under pen names it was all action adventure thriller stuff okay. you know it wasn't always a monsters and different things so i i think i was always a fan from then and I, I read a lot of you know Alex Cross books from James Patterson and I I read mm-hmm. a lot of uh, other things that weren't necessarily horror books or maybe they were kind of lumped in back in the 80s and 90s as horror books
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I've always been a big fan I always I've always watched a ton of those shows I'm, I'm a big um, you know Harlan Coben or Michael Connolly or any of those I'm, I'm a fan of. And my wife is a huge fan of like janet ivanovich and, and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. when i think that i never really wrote any of it i was always afraid i was like i'm a horror author i'll just write people getting killed Right,
1: this is my niche i and don't when, want to branch out right
0: yeah it's like i built this up over how many years now i don't want to ruin that and uh when the kindle scout program came out they basically said we're not looking for horror but we're looking for anything else. And I, I, so I looked and I said, you know what? I'm not going to write a romance. But I've had this idea. I, I've had this idea in my head, which is really dark, which was really super dark, mm-hmm. about a guy who kills children. It was a horror book. A guy okay. who kills children, like as a, like a hitman for a living and how he okay. has to deal with this. And I was like, well, I can't write that book. And I don't think anybody would read that book. But what if... It's
1: that would a, traumatize it, me as a parent.
0: Yeah but what if it's somebody who's paid to kill children, but instead of killing them, he actually saves them and he takes them from these awful parents of people that want these children dead for whatever reason. And he moves Mm -hmm. them into better situations. And I was like, there's kind of, that was, uh, that's dirty deeds. So the original title was killing is my business and business is good, which is awful. Um, (laughs) So I just changed it to dirty deeds and so the the whole idea of the first book is one of these children that was supposedly dead 20 years ago resurfaces. He reappears and it happens to be mm-hmm. a mobster's son. So okay. that's that's kind of where we 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 start that series uh, of books. So it's a lot of it's a lot of fun and uh, it was uh, it's a lot of humor. There's a lot of lighter stuff than it, it it would have been if the guy was actually going around killing the kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, as a parent, I do not want to read a book about, actually, I can't even deal with it, like, in a, on a TV show if, like, a kid gets yep. hurt. Like, my husband laughs at me, but I just I just can't deal with it anymore. It's Before kids, totally fine. After kids, it's a no-go. Yeah, I,
0: I, I agree with that. And my kids are older now. And my wife laughs at me because she loves Investigation Discovery Channel. Like, we mm-hmm. watch every single show that's on. And if it has a kid, I'm sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm out. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about little kids getting getting, uh, you know, murdered and stuff. It's, it's still, right. I just it just bothers you.
1: That's not. That's I. I understand it happens in the world, but that is not something I can deal with right now.
0: Right. You. You can kill yeah. any adult you want. Kill as many adults <laughs> yeah. as you. want. I do. I do one. not
1: care. What once they hit the eighteen <laughs> mark, I just don't right. care. But if they're younger than that, then I just yeah. is not just like, nope. I'm done. Right. I don't need to watch this. Thank you very you
0: know, much. Eighteen. Just kill them all. Let's just. <laughs>
1: If they can smoke, they can die. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is making a thriller different than making your horror books? Like, especially in the pre-planning stages, like, does it take more work to because you're, you're planning out basically this? I don't know, kind of like this. I want to say almost like a mystery, like start to finish. Does it take more work on that end?
0: I don't think so. I'm uh, so I'm a total panzer. I never mm. have an outline. I I okay. literally know like the, the point of view character for the next chapter, that's as far as I get. And okay. sometimes I might have like an, an idea of where a story's going. I might have an idea of where I want the story to end, but it's really, it's always starts for me. It always starts with the characters. It always starts with that basic what if plot. Uh-huh. And then really you build the characters around that. Um, there's a lot of writers that I, I really enjoy reading. Uh, so Donnelly McKenna is is a phenomenal author, and she's done the Forgotten Coast thriller series. And I always say to her, if I you that name. yeah if if you had your three or four characters, if you put them on a shrimp boat mm-hmm. for 200 pages and just had them talk and interact, I mm-hmm. would read that and give it a five star because I love her characters it's not uh-huh. even the plot and one of the things that my wife taught me she's like janet Ivanovic books she's like it's not necessarily the plot it's the characters it's the inner emotional
1: connection you right. Build it's, with the right you know
0: what these who these characters are you 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 love the interactions and mm-hmm. their lives not not that the 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 mystery or the thriller plot isn't good but that that's not the focus.
1: Right. And so People, that was the readers of a read for the emotion connection.
0: Yeah. That was, I think, for me, that was a change. I, I always try to write really solid characters in horror uh, mm-hmm. stories, but then a lot of them are gonna get killed. You know, what I mean right. it's 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 kinda like anybody anybody is game fair game in a horror story mm-hmm. to, to die, even the main character, especially the main character.
1: Right. So
0: like that was one of the things when I was writing Dirty Deeds and I was like, all oh, right, I'm going to kill this character. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> you cannot kill like, here's like these six characters you cannot die. Something bad can happen to them. They can be in mm-hmm. peril, but you cannot kill them. That is, your readers are going to freak out if you do that. So that was that was kind of like learning. And then I read a lot more of um, like Carl and books and uh, mm-hmm. Elmore Leonard I read a lot uh-huh. more of those that I had dabbled in growing up. But I was like, you know what? I, I kind of need to relearn the craft of how to write thrillers. And then I have behind me, you see there's like two shelves, three shelves of right. uh, writing books. And a lot of them are, um, you know, genre-specific books. So there's a lot of how to write mm-hmm. thrillers or, or right. you know, CSI books and and different things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I love reading those. I love kind of getting a, a little bit more and, and just, you know, you, you, if you read stuff like that, you really learn a lot, especially from the masters that are out there doing it.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like the, the classic trope of you can't be a good writer until you basically just read your ass off. Just you have to just yeah. read, 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 read and eventually you become a better writer because of how much you read and consume.
0: Yeah. And I always say don't just read in your genre either. Because mm-hmm. I read, I'll read a lot of stuff. I read mostly nonfiction, actually. Most of the stuff oh, yeah? I read is nonfiction, and uh, and I'll read. I love history. I, I'll read stuff, and I always take little notes, or I'll just keep a mental note of, oh well, okay, that's interesting. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times it'll it'll appear in a in a book. My wife always laughs because she'll read like Dirty Deeds. She'll read the next book, and she'll be like, oh okay dirty deeds three you wrote and they were in philly oh because we went on that trip we did a book signing <laughs> in philly and, you know um, that's
1: awesome <laughs> yeah one of
0: them we did like uh, there's a uh, I forget which book i'm i think it was like dirty deeds nine they go to a cabin in um like franklin north carolina in the mountains uh-huh. and they run into a woman in the uh, liquor store and her name is tater And there's this whole big funny thing back and forth. Well, it's based on a real woman who we actually met when we went on vacation, (laughs) named Tater, and it was just like I remember. And and actually, it was my fiftieth birthday, and Chuck Buddha, who's my co-host for the Mondo Method podcast, Uh he's two days younger than me. So our wives took us to to out uh, for a fiftieth birthday. We went to a cabin, and we went to the yeah. So it was great. You know, remote area. We Hopefully, you liquor. like
1: each other if you're going to spend like a yeah. couple days in a cabin together.
0: Yeah, with with our well, yeah, the four of us. Thankfully, we get we we got along, um, or that would have been awkward. Uh, and then, hey, the it could woman, be your
1: next horror novel.
0: Well, yeah, right. So we meet this woman Tater in the liquor store, mm. and I said, "I got dibs on her." I'm I'm writing her story. <laughs> so when it came time to, so like, I oh, love I that you know.
1: had to call dibs on her.
0: Well, yeah, because you're with another writer. You know, they we don't want to write the same. <laughs> yeah, thing.
1: exactly.
0: So that was, but that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun. So it's, it's just like things like that where, um I will also add Hilton Head, South Carolina, in because we went there a few months mm-hmm. ago or whatever. So I try to, I try to use a lot of different locations and things like that that uh, are, are are from my life. You know, I mean, you can walk around mm-hmm. Walmart for an hour and you got a hundred art books you could write out of those people. Right.
1: <laughs> or at least you have a hundred characters you could kill off. Yeah do you do a lot of interviews or is it mostly just people you just naturally interact with, or are you actually calling people up? Like, I don't know, someone in the local police force or something and asking questions.
0: I, I try not to get super like immersed in that stuff. I know there's other writers mm-hmm. that, that are really good that will do ride alongs and different things. I'm right. lucky because I have a couple of, um, my wife's best friend's brother-in-law is a, is a, Jacksonville Sheriff's Officer, so okay. you know I'll I'll say hey ask ask Jeremy what kind of you know what 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 what's the service revolver they carry whatever you know uh-huh. um, that kind of thing and then another author A.C. Ward who writes uh, young adult and fantasy stuff her her her, her husband is also J S O so mm-hmm. I just send her a message and go hey ask him what uh, what's the difference between say Jacksonville Beach Police and JSO or you know the the cars or whatever and so they answer a lot of those questions for me okay which is great but I try not to go like super deep like I had a couple Mm -hmm. of questions about scuba diving uh, for one of the books so I'm like all right who do I know that is you know certified and and can do this because I don't want to look like an idiot when I write this and there's no way I'm putting scuba gear and going in the ocean because <laughs> I, I saw Jaws when because i was like sharks. six or seven yeah exactly so there's, there's, because there's, of sharks yeah yeah no no thanks
1: I, i'm i'm so, with you there like it's hard to get me in the ocean
0: yeah and which is funny because i've always lived near the ocean i mean i live <laughs> you know a few miles from from, from the ocean on the ocean <laughs> Yeah. No, no no thanks
1: yeah that's not gonna happen oh. so scuba diving
0: yeah, I'm never going to scuba dive. So I, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, you know what? Nick Nick Sullivan is an author that I know that does scuba diving, and um, I'm like, you know what? Let me ask Nick. Nick, does this work if it's if it's you know this person doing this and and on and and he gave me a lot of really great information on it. So that's awesome. And I, I say to him, you know what? If anybody gives me a bad review on this, I'm going to immediately go, well, Nick Sullivan gave me this information. <laughs> so right. this isn't this isn't me. That was was him screwing this up not me so it'll work, it worked
1: out <laughs> that's where you got the information therefore it's their fault
0: yeah Yep. Yeah. i should put um, that in the back of the book
1: What <laughs> is email address
0: do you have a problem with the scuba you send send him a message
1: i can see like an acknowledgments page where like this person told me about this part and this right, person yeah. told me about that part so if they're wrong you should contact that person instead yeah i only did what they told me to <laughs> I'm bigger big Um. So Sorry, brain blank I'll have to cut that out Um. How, you said you're a pantser so you don't have to work with any type of plot at all, like you just, do you have even like just a bare bones? Or you just literally know how you want the book to end and you just try to work that way? Yeah, or is it I, by I, chapter basis?
0: No, so I will I will come up with I will come up with an idea, so what I've been doing, uh, I, I just started up, is a, a Twitch channel. Okay. Where I where I will go on like two or three days a week. I'm still
1: mm-hmm.
0: still working out the logistics. I'm still pretty new to it. But I go on and I write. And I'll do like mm-hmm. a live, like an hour or an hour and a half. And I'll go on there and write. I've been and thinking
1: about doing something similar.
0: And you know what? It's it, it's so much fun. Jay Wilburn is a great writer who does it. He's been doing it for, for a long time now. And Mm -hmm. I would always watch his videos live when he was doing it. And he would write, like, literally a blank page. And he would go, okay, I have a story title. And I already know some of the characters. But I'm just going to, he's also a pantser. I'm just going to write this Mm -hmm. short story in the next, say, two hours. And I thought, wow, that's great. And I need to write more short stories. I haven't really written short stories in a while, Uh So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on and I'm going to do it. So I've been doing it every week and it's it's just great because i have no I literally i have like a a, a post-it note with about half a dozen titles mm-hmm. and i have no idea where the story is going i don't know what characters i don't know anything and i'm just like so i'll be walking around like that morning going okay give me a good first line i need a good first line and right. then i just kind of you just kind of run with it and you have no idea where the story's going and for me that's fun um i've done i've done books i've ghost written books. For for people and um, where you have an outline, and uh-huh. I, I I just struggle with it. I don't want to know where the story mm-hmm. is going. I I'm I feel like I'm the first reader who gets to read this as right. we're going along, and so that's for me that's that's a problem. Now I, I mean I after doing it for so long I know like um, like those monster books I do they're novellas so it's like thirty thousand mm-hmm. words, so right. I know okay this is gonna be. Say twenty-four thousand or twenty-four chapters, broken uh-huh. into whatever. So I go, okay, first act, second act, third act. So I mm-hmm. will literally go, okay.
1: So you roughly chapter... know what needs to happen in every chapter, right? So you can of, like pace, for the storyline, so pace it out, right? Yeah, like I
0: know that the Dirty Deeds books are about fifty thousand words.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. They're
0: quick read, so I I got to keep that pace, you know, the same throughout the whole series and right. Um. So it gets easier once you've been doing it, you know, for a long time. The same with you're doing a short story. Uh, I know, hey, I'm doing a flash fiction uh, piece and it's going to be, it's got to be 750 words. Well, I got to start like right from word one. There's got to be movement. There's got to be action. You, you, right. You learn it's the only character. That sh- if
1: that's short, then yeah, you got to, yeah. you got to start There's no backstory
0: the here. There's backstory yeah. is a couple of lines. But then when you're doing a book, you know, you're, you're really doing Okay, I can I can get into this character. I can show like the beginning of the first coast, um, the the first book, Shakedown. The, you know the basically the opening scene where you meet the characters are mm-hmm. a guy on a, a you know steering a, a, a speedboat throwing up because he sees okay it. because so now you're going okay why is he so, is you, he always so now sees you're wondering
1: it? why the hell is he on a boat if he sees right, it
0: yeah. Why are you on a boat, and why are the two other guys on the boat laughing because you're uh-huh. throwing up on everything? So, you know, for me, that was the scene. I knew that that was going to be the opening scene. I had no idea uh-huh. who who these characters were necessarily. Um, I just kind of create. I just kind of created that, and then I sat down. Mm-hmm. And go, okay, let me sketch out some characters. Um, and characters is literally like three or four lines. So I'll go. Mm-hmm. Okay, this the main character. And I'll say to my wife, what's the guy we saw in that show that time with the dark hair? And she'll name the guy. And i go, okay, <laughs> he's, that's what the main character looks like to me.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: and we kind of do it like that. So it was funny when I did the Dirty Deeds series, because I purposely don't give you description of a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. I might give like hair color or whatever. Right. And so when I did did that one, everybody, of course, that that knows me is like, this is you, James Gaffney, the main character, this is you, all your stupid quirks and everything else in it right but i was like in my mind he looks like um kevin james the actor you know okay. from king of, king yeah. of queens uh-huh. like he's an overweight guy in his mid-40s who d- doesn't look like a hitman doesn't look like he's killing uh uh-huh. kidnapping kids so that was a character but then a couple other people after reading it went oh no no, no this is um i, don't know, what did I, I forget his name? The, he was in burn notice he's been in everything he's awesome uh the, the, the I, I know uh,
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: so i, know I was who you're
1: like, talking
0: about yeah i can't believe I, I just blanked on it so i was so but that's who they picked for it.
1: and okay. then a couple other
0: people were like no no it's this so i'm like you know what that's great because the reader kind of owns right the, they're the putting character.
1: their own mental description that's awesome right
0: so i mean so that for me i'm like you know what that's pretty cool that uh so i purposely i know what these characters look like Mm-hmm. In my head, and it makes it easier to write them. But I don't ever necessarily give a ton of description. Like there's a, there's right, a you very... don't even
1: know what their eye color looks like or what they right. smell like or something. Right. Yeah, don't now. I might, that I might
0: eventually write that down if it comes out in the book. If uh-huh. if the woman is a blonde or a brunette, if the guy is bold, whatever uh-huh. it is, I might jot if it's some important of those notes into the down.
1: plot. Yeah, right.
0: So that I'm not missing anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I miss that stuff all the time. Like, my wife is my first reader, and she'll be like, "Uh, this Uh guy talks about not not, uh, having any ties to the community, but he's married. So you might want to fix, you know, like, Uh I I do stupid things like that all the time.
1: Right. So
0: I once wrote a character, I I once in uh, a book, and uh, I I had this great scene where the character dies, and she was like, well, that's good, except for you killed that guy in the last book. I would accidentally wow. brought the. Car- I was like, all right, well, let's let's change this person. Thanks for pick, you know, for finding that. So yeah. Oh,
1: that's great.
0: One Isn't of the nice to have a wife like that. <laughs> yeah, one of the disadvantages to not uh, writing everything down.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: because if I was smarter, after uh, you know going on book ten of Dirty Deeds, I would have had like a, a a story bible with all the right. characters and all that. Because a lot of times I'm like, let me grab the book and page through. I think this yes. was in book six uh-huh. and. Let me, you know, uh, yeah, I if, think if that I person forget, had a last name.
1: Sometimes I'll forget a detail. I'll be like, what old, what age were they when they did this? Because like, yeah. it, it was important and I didn't write it down. So I had to like page back through the chapters that yeah. I've already written, trying to find this minuscule detail that I mentioned, like yeah. on page 17 or something.
0: Yeah, it, I, I could make this a lot easier, but I, but I don't. And I yes.
1: <laughs> um, so... What made you start to write? Period. Why are you a writer?
0: Again, I think it's Dean Coons. Yeah. Um, when I was when I was a kid, twelve-year-old you reading. Twelve. I got I kind of got forced into it when I was twelve. My brother is a year and a half younger than me, and mm-hmm. um, we were awful. We would just beat the crap out of each other all the time. And uh-huh. I always tell the story between I th- I believe it was like you know whatever fifth and, between fifth and sixth grade whatever it was mm-hmm. we were literally punished for the entire summer. Like my mom was a stay at home mom. And uh-huh. so we did something. I don't even remember what we did. We did something like awful. And she literally punished us from the last day of school to the first day of school.
1: Oh my God. That must and, have been the oh, worst.
0: And we were probably for her, because we were we were in the house. <laughs> True. <laughs> but my we we shared a room, me and my brother.
1: Mm-hmm. So he
0: got to stay in the room and play with our toys and and, and all that. And I got stuck in my parents' room. And so the worst part was seeing all the kids on the block. Cause we were on a dead end with a million kids seeing all the kids uh-huh. playing outside all day. And she had a whole wall of paperbacks. My mother still to this day reads like three or four hard paperbacks a week. Mm-hmm. So she had all of these books. So I just started picking them up and I'm like, Oh, giant spider. And I started reading whatever was uh, right. the book. And when, when my mother realized that I was, I was reading and I always, I've always read, um, but then I, when I started reading more of this, she would leave a stack of books for me. Here, you can read these. And uh-huh. some of them, Some of them I, I still remember, um, uh, I told this at a panel once, and Grady Hendrix, the author, um, mm-hmm. was there. And he's, he's done like paperbacks from hell. So he's read like everything. Uh-huh. And uh, I told him, I said, I was reading this book. And I remember there's two teenagers go into a movie theater. And they turn to each other. And then my mother had blacked out like the next three or four pages. <laughs> and then like a giant spider attacks. So, and he always laughed. He's like, I'm gonna try to find that book. I'm gonna t- figure out what book that is, you know? But uh-huh. so she would cross out like all the dirty parts, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I read all those, but Dean Koontz was the one that I started reading everything she had on the shelf. So it was like, literally I can remember her giving me phantoms and reading that. And like, it was, it freaked me out at the time. Like I, that was a scary mm-hmm. book. For me, right. And I just, I just loved it. And she was a huge, still is a huge Stephen King fan. And I guess mm-hmm. it's like the rebellious teenager. I'm like, well, I'm not reading Stephen King then. I'm going to read all these Dean Koontz
1: books. <laughs> so I became,
0: and I became a huge, a huge fan there. And um, I think I was in I know, like maybe fifth grade or something, you know, you have to do, a, you know, all kids do that. What do you want to be when you grow up report? And mm-hmm. I, right. my, my little report was, I want to be a, I want to be a writer when I grow up. And i should have put, that's awesome. i want to be a rich i should have said i want to be a rich and famous author that probably
1: would,
0: have <laughs> done, <of> it. <laughs> would have been better but i mean so that was for me
1: i think that's the thing that most people kind of don't realize about writing is that there's almost no money in it you're just doing it because yeah. you love it
0: yeah well and you know at 12 years old you think well he's this multi-billionaire and right and i'm just, gonna
1: be just like him <laughs>
0: he's pumping these books out and everything and i'm like this is uh-huh. what i'm gonna this is what i'm gonna do for a living and uh uh-huh. and it took it took me until my 40s because mm-hmm. this would be my this would be my 11th year of, of full-time writing that i actually can make a living out of this so mm-hmm. it took me from my first story published when i was 18 all the way to you know to 40 to right laid off for, laid off from my job and got freaking out and going what am i going to do
1: and mm-hmm. then going, you
0: know what? I'll give this. I'll give the writing thing like a serious shot now.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, I, I was lucky because it was 2009, and uh, Amazon uh, e-books had just really taken off and everything. And it was like the Wild West. I mean, you were making money like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. When I put the first my Dying Day series was a zombie series set here in Florida. Uh, when I put the first one out, there was like two dozen zombie books up there. You know, I mean, out, there's. Right. That was probably the
1: time of the zombie, yeah. I I remember, like, blowing through zombie books right and left.
0: Yeah. And so that was, for me, that was, like, a perfect time to really start doing this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I was mostly doing the horror. I was mostly doing the horror stuff.
1: Uh huh. I feel like we're going to have, like, an explosion of hopefully good authors due to COVID. Just, like, people, like, stuck at home. Maybe they lost their job and they're thinking, let's... I'm going to write the book I always wanted to read, or always yeah. wanted to write. So I, I saw feel like a, in a couple of years we're going to have an explosion of all these new novels.
0: Yeah, I saw awesome. a, big, a big, rise in the Nano the National yeah. Novel Writing Month every November. I saw a lot more people jumping in with their first books for that. That's awesome. Year. So, yeah, I mean, Good and for that, them. that's cool. I mean, right, get it, your home, get it out. I I uh-huh. felt, I felt awful because when people would ask me like, oh, how does how does you know COVID affect you? I said it really didn't because I'm home all day. I'm
1: already an introvert. I'm,
0: I'm already here. Yeah, uh, This yeah. is just the excuse to not leave the house. This is kind of cool. I know. You know?
1: I'm but already an introvert myself. Yeah. yeah and COVID just turned me into a hermit. I never want to mm-hmm. leave my house. Like yeah. COVID didn't actually do that great of a thing for me because now I'm like I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do my own shopping anymore. I want to well, stay was, here.
0: Yeah that was the one thing like my wife would drag me out of the house like once a week to go like go out to eat dinner or she's like Uh you're going you're going to Publix with we're gonna buy food now I'm like we just order it online and they literally drop it off in in front of the house and and, oh so instead of going out to eat now we have the food ordered in so right so
1: you never have to leave your house house. all the hermits are here to stay and we're not leaving
0: yeah yeah it's not bad I feel I feel awful saying that like you know because of a lot of people's. struggle. I know.
1: I, I feel very privileged to be able to say that, yeah. but it's also fun to poke fun at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you do to improve your own writing? Like what techniques have you learned over the years to make yourself better or push yourself? Maybe.
0: I think you're always, I think you're always learning. You're always trying to find, you know, there's, there's that magic uh, formula that you can write 10,000 words in a minute kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, you're, you're, we're always searching for that. Uh-huh. And uh, for me, the one thing that I learned, so uh, I, and I know I, I'm name dropping like crazy. But that's, I like name dropping. That's okay. Um, I'll put it all in the
1: show notes. They'll get yeah. links. They'll be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So author Jonathan <laughs> Mayberry, um, he was on an, I think I interviewed him and, or I heard him on an interview and he basically said he writes at the top of the hour, he drops everything and he mm-hmm. writes for 45 minutes. And then that mm-hmm. last 15 minutes of the hour, he does emails or gets a cup of coffee, plays around with right. the dog, whatever. And I thought, you know what? I always struggled just sitting down and don't know. I'm going to write for the next three hours. And mm-hmm. always so my mind wanders and I'm, I'm all over the place. Right. So or so- it
1: just falls apart because it's tired. and
0: Yeah. So I'm like, let me try this. So I tried it and, it, and I, I started to realize, you know what? About... A half an hour, less than half an hour, I'm, I'm doing this. So I said, let me do it for 15 minutes, the top of the hour. Let mm-hmm. me see how many words I can do. If I know, uh, it's kind of like the Pomodoro uh, right. way to do it. If I write for those 15 minutes and then just stop, even if it's in mid-sentence, just stop. Mm-hmm. And it's, it worked. As I started writing like 600, 700 words in those 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. I started doing that. So on Twitter, I joked, because my... So my my actual name is Armando. And growing up mm-hmm. people called me Mondo. So I, I okay. somebody had somebody said, Oh, what is this 15-minute thing? I said, Oh, it's the Mondo method. It was it was kind of a joke. Right. And then all of a sudden, people started using hashtag Mondo method, and we started uh-huh. writing on Sundays together. So all these people were running however they wrote, but I was I... doing this 15-minute thing.
1: I had no idea who you are, but I have heard about the Mondo method. I actually tried it myself for a while. I ended up going back to the Pomodoro. I'm not saying that right, but that you write for 25 minutes and then take a five minute break. But that's the one I ended up using. But wow, I've heard of that and you made it. That's (laughs) That's awesome.
0: That's kind of funny. Thank, thank you for boosting on my ego. I can't wait to tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I couldn't tell you where I heard it, but I have definitely heard it and I definitely tried it, but I needed longer than 15 minutes. a yeah. 25-minute so, works I for But I
0: still, I, I still write like that. So even like doing Twitch, I'm doing that 15 minutes and then I'll talk mm-hmm. for a few minutes, kind of reset in my head, especially right. if people have questions or something. And then I jump back in and I'll do like another 15 minutes. So I'm really writing... Three, maybe four sprints a day. I'm, maybe at the most, I'm writing is an hour
1: okay. when you put
0: it all together. But I'm still writing right. two but or you're, three you're thousand You're giving words.
1: your brain the break, and right. I don't know. Like if I write too long, my brain starts to like just shut down. I get tired. Like I literally get sleepy. It's yeah. just my. It's too much creation. It just needs to stop. So that I need those breaks.
0: And I think I think non-creative people just think, oh, we just sit down and we just it just flows mm-hmm. for seven hours and we we've written. You know, <laughs> I wish. Oh my god! And we're good. I know. So, In yeah, like you, three you, days,
1: I'd have my whole book done. Oh my god! <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be, I'd be. And so that's prolific. what we're looking for.
0: Yeah. That's what we're looking. We're looking for. We're looking for that. But I'm able to write between 400 000 and 500,000 words a year doing this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm I'm writing a ton of books. I have a ton of releases that come out every year. And mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, everybody says, "What's the motivation?" Well, the motivation is the fear of going back into retail management. You know, the, the, the fear is having to put some pants the on. Fear leave is having the house. a boss again. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. I, I'm I'm an awful employee. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. uh, I already know that. My wife is a commercial property manager, and we've learned that uh, if something needs to be done in the house, one of us does it. Like uh-huh. when we have like, she always says she thought we were going to get divorced when we first got together because we had to put a uh, the kitchen table and the chairs together. <laughs> and we were both like ma- you know managing it and she was like go right. in the other room or i'm 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 breaking up with you i mean so literally if anything any projects come in i'm like i'll do it or, or you'll do it i'll put the I'll put mm-hmm. things together during the day when she's at work because I, I, that's my personality i'm uh in your face and I, I get that from my dad my dad would always come home from work and be like oh listen what these idiots did at work today you know so that's uh-huh. kind of like that was always my thing. Like, I'll just do it myself because you guys are morons. And yes. obviously when you're you're the manager, that's not the way to do mm-hmm.
1: things. Uh, I think my husband and I both have that problem. He's a manager and he always I'm like, why don't you delegate more? Because he's like, he's working to like 2 a.m. some mornings. So and I'm like, why don't you delegate more? He's like, because they won't do it as good as I will. And right. I find I have the same same thoughts, but kind of towards him. I love him, but I end up doing most of the stuff because i'm just like no i want it done the way i want it done so i'm not delegating yeah. to you i'm a terrible manager <laughs> i do all the work myself
0: right right and that's what my wife does with me now at work she's mm-hmm. great she has a couple of people that work for her that are mm-hmm. phenomenal and, and they've they've learned to do it her way
1: that's good that's i always good to do
0: it her way yeah <laughs> so at home like i haven't like i'll have to put all the dishes in And and run the dishwasher before she gets home. And then she'll come home and she'll like open the dishwasher and she just shakes her head. (laughs) Because in her mind, I could have put seven more cups in this, you know, the way did or something. Uh So I always try, I'm like, well, they're washed now. So let's just put them away and don't worry
1: about it. Now, see, I would be the opposite. I'd be like, you crammed way too much stuff in this dishwasher. You should (laughs) hand wash some of that. It won't get clean this way. (laughs) I feel like I can identify. All right, we are starting to wrap up on our hour. So I have one important question to ask you. Okay. What is your writing excuse? Why are you not writing today? You can be tongue-in-cheek, truthful.
0: So my What's your problem reason is, for not writing? My, my problem usually is I am buying things. So even though I don't <laughs> leave the house,
1: I'm a yeah. collector.
0: Like so uh-huh. I don't know if you can, you can see I have Funko Pops. Uh-huh. I have, we have about 500 of them. We have literally. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So my wife, I have a baseball room with all the baseball Funko Pops and all my baseball stuff. We have Uh a a Wonder Woman room, which is my daughter's room. So Mm -hmm. we have all the Wonder Woman. Wait, was it with the
1: Wonder Woman room before she moved out or after she moved out?
0: No, this is, this is when she was, uh, so we've been here eight, nine years. So yeah, she was in her, Mm -hmm. she was a teenager. And uh, so she. She likes Wonder Woman, which is good. So,
1: okay, so she started the Wonder Woman. You didn't turn well, it my into wife, Wonder my Woman My wife shine started after she it. Left.
0: My wife. My wife's thing was, this is my house because uh-huh. she had bought the house before we had even started dating. It was being built when we were dating. Okay. So she said to my daughter, "This will be your room," but we're doing Wonder Woman. My daughter was like, "That's great." So it's it's like uh, <laughs> Linda Carter. It's like not. It's all old school mm-hmm. Wonder Woman stuff. And then we have a. She has also has a Disney room, which is the third bedroom the extra bedroom
1: so Uh we have
0: like we have stuff like everywhere so i collect funko pops and again i'm crazy like i have to have every not. i don't want every single one but the stuff that Mm -hmm. i want um we get so like you can't see this but i have an entire wall in my office in front of me which is just funko pops and um so oh my goodness yeah so i collect those I collect um, I collect coffee mugs, so these are all 13 serial killer coffee mugs okay. that I got. Um, I have tons of other coffee mugs. I'm also a bourbon fan, so I have okay. several thousand dollars worth of bourbon. Like, this bottle <laughs> here is a Pappy Van Winkle 15-year. It's about a $3,000 bottle. Um, oh, my I goodness. A, I signed a big contract last year, and it was a bucket mm-hmm. list item. My wife's just like, buy it. You're you're, you're never gonna get it. You
1: have an amazing wife. <laughs>
0: yeah, so because well, she's also a collector. She collects uh-huh. uh, Coke. Our whole kitchen is Coke stuff. Uh, we went to the Coke museum last week, and she bought a bunch more. Even though we have absolutely, we don't have another square inch to <laughs> put Coke stuff up. So that's that. For me, that's when. I, that's why I'm not writing. I'm not writing because it's I'm buying, you're buying stuff. From, I'm, I'm collecting. But, you know, and I look at it and I go, you know, with the more books I sell and the more contracts I get, the more junk we can buy. And hopefully we'll never have to move out of this house because we'll need like three moving companies.
1: (laughs) Join me next Wednesday when I'm going to talk to Kevin G. Chapman about working with the same characters over the course of a series. Until then, keep reading, keep writing, and go do what you do best. You got this. Read and Write Podcast is edited and produced by Deborah Zbarth. Theme music was written and performed by Jay Hunger. Audio effects were created by Red Octopus and Black River Phonogram. Show notes and previous episodes can be found at readandwritepodcast.com. Special thanks to Armand, Rosamilia, and all the subscribers who make this podcast possible. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate Read & Write on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, drop me a line. I'm always open to suggestions. Also, did you know that Read & Write publishes three episodes a week? Check out the podcast YouTube channel for Write With Me Monday's live streams and 30-second book reviews on Fridays.